Scripture is not discerned by opinion. You cannot rightly apply the Bible until you first rightly divide the Bible. We do not get to decide what the Bible means. We get to discover what the Bible means. Welcome to Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Thank you for joining me once again. On this episode, I'm going to continue on with a little bit about me so you, the listeners and viewers, can learn a little bit about my life story. And I hope in sharing my testimony that God gets all the glory for the things that he has done in my life, in me, and through me. In the first episode, I left off with where my wife and I uh, were married in 1978. I'm going to backtrack a little bit because there's a a little bit of a fill-in that I need to share with you before uh, we move beyond that 1978, just getting married and, and where God directed us from there. I'd mentioned that when I was saved that it was just in my mind so clear in my heart that I was going to be a minister, I was going to be a pastor. I didn't know anything about that. I just that's what I felt God wanted me to do. But what the thought process that I went through was that when I learned what God had done for me on Calvary by sending his son Jesus Christ to die on Calvary, to shed his blood for the remission of my sins that I might be saved and spend eternity with him. When I, when I heard all that God uh, did for me, my response was, well, then this is what I'm going to do for God. And I really didn't, I, I was just new into faith as a young, you know, 13 going on 14 years old. And to me, I, I see a lot of things just black and white like that. And so I, I decided that's what I was going to do. There was never any praying, God, what do you want me to do? Uh, is this something that you want me to do? What do you want me to do with my life? And in reality, I didn't know anything about that until the Lord did a little growing and maturing in my life over the next years. So from that point on, I had determined that that's what I was going to do in so much that when I graduated high school, I actually went to a a denominational college in uh, Kentucky. While I was there, this would have been the uh, fall semester, winter semester, whatever it was, of 1977. While I was there, God was working in my life in certain ways. One One of the most profound ways was, of all things, floor devotions in our dorm. I was in third floor, Johnson West. That's all I remember. I don't remember what room other than it was a corner room. And I remember having dorm devotions once a week. And it was one of those things you were you had to go because they, they kept attendance and all that kind of thing. And I remember in particular one devotion that the young man that was leading it, he was talking about surrendering everything to God and following him rather than taking God along in your life where you're still calling the shots and the direction and just asking God to bless what you do. And I don't remember what passage he was speaking from. I don't remember all the details. I just remember that that really spoke to my heart Where was I in my relationship with the Lord? I was still in the place that I was telling him all the things that I was going to do and then asking him to bless uh, what I chose to do because wouldn't that be the honorable thing to go be a pastor? Uh, Certainly. 
but I wasn't in the right place in my heart, or God wasn't in the right place, put it that way. God wasn't in the right place. Uh, I was still, in a sense, I was the one still driving, and God was in the back seat, and and that's how I was going along through my life at that point. Well, I dropped out of I dropped out of college because it just was not going well for me, and I was struggling with that issue of um, complete surrender. God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with my life? So I went back home and uh, got a job down in in Lancaster County. My wife and I got married then. That would have been the July of 1978, and we started raising our family and. The next couple of years were the growing, maturing years. It was God breaking open the hard ground. Uh, it was more or less God bringing me to the place where I needed to be in the relationship and where he needed to be in my life. So uh, we moved down to Lancaster County, got a job, started raising a family. We knew when we moved down there we were going to be staying, basically, that we felt that's where we would be permanently. And so we found a good Bible-preaching church. It was the first church we visited. After the first service, I remember sitting out in the car with my wife, our two young children at that time, and um, I remember us saying, I don't think we need to look any further for a church. This is going to be it. So we ended up spending almost about 10 years total at Calvary Bible Church in Mount Joy and where God just did a tremendous work in our lives of growing and maturing. There were so many godly men and women in that church that mentored us, who took the time with us, who were patient with us, the leadership so patient with us as we were growing and and raising our family and we were maturing. And uh, we were one of those families that we determined if there was something going on at the church, we were going to be there. And so we would take our kids to everything that was going on, all the services and the meetings and special activities and events, and we built wonderful, tremendous relationships with people. And as I mentioned, so many godly men and women mentoring us and discipling us and just speaking truth into our lives. And it, it was God using them to help us to grow. I, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of being in a Bible-preaching church and not just being a pew-sitter, but being involved. You cannot build relationships with other people just sitting in the pew. You need to serve with one another. I, I, I strongly urge you, if you're not plugged into a Bible-preaching church, find one and get connected. But don't just be a pew-sitter. It's wonderful to attend corporate worship on a Sunday or a Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, or even Wednesdays. But it is so important to be a part of serving alongside of that body, serving with one another. And so we were plugged into things, as most young couples do. We started out helping out with the nursery, uh, and then we started teaching junior church, and then we started working with the youth, and we were involved with the young married couples and all of those kinds of things. And then I remember it was 1986, so I we were married in 1970-78, and we moved down permanently to Lancaster County about 1981, 1982. Uh, it was 1986, March of 1986, at Calvary Bible Church, we there was a missions conference, and we went every evening of the week, listened to the different missionaries, and I remember on Friday evening, and, and I thought back years afterwards that that was a Friday evening, and the the night that I got saved was a Friday evening, and I'm not trying to cast any uh, kind of 
overemphasis on those things, but I just thought it was kind of ironic as I looked at that, that both times I had gone to a series of meetings all week long, and then Friday evening I made the decision. I went forward, my wife and I went forward at that missions conference in 1986, and there were a number of people, couples, individuals lined up across the front. The, the speaker, Rick Tenenoff, who actually ended up being a martyr on the mission field. You can Google search his name and, and learn about his story. Uh, he gave an invitation for anybody who was just searching for what God wanted to do with your life. And I was still doing that. I was still searching for that. And so we went forward. And he came along and he asked every individual, every couple, your name and why you came down front. And I remember him coming and I said, I'm just looking for what God wants me to do with his life. That was March of 1986. By August of 1986, I was enrolled in Bible college. It became very clear that God was moving us in a direction because I came to the place where I said, God, what do you want for my life? What do you want me to do? And when I enrolled in Bible college, I could not imagine myself being a pastor at that point. Um, being in the church now for a number of years and growing and maturing, I could not see myself in front of people preaching and teaching. I just didn't see that. It felt very uncomfortable and awkward uh, to me that, to even think that I would be doing that. So when I enrolled in Bible college, I actually enrolled in the missions department because I had a little bit of a background in the printing industry and in construction. In my mind, again, I'm thinking, oh, I see what God's doing. He's going to put me on the mission field. I had a number of years in printing, a number of years in construction. Those will both work into the mission field, and that's obviously where God is leading me. Uh, well, it turned out that's not where God was leading me. Um, it took one semester of classes and praying and continued growth and godly men and women speaking into my life that God um, clearly revealed to me and burdened my heart to become a pastor. And so that's the direction that I went, and obviously that's, that's where I, I am now. My, my first attempt at preaching a message, I'd read to a small group, a number of individuals, I'd read devotionals out of devotional books, but my first attempt at preaching a message to people happened to be at a campground ministry where I was going to fill the pulpit for these campers that were at this campground outside of Lancaster. And uh, I had my notes. I had 12 pages of handwritten notes all handwritten out. And uh, I, w I was so nervous that I had, my, I had a suit on. And I actually had a bottle of Pepto-Bismol in my pocket, a small bottle. And I remember uh, almost draining that bottle before walking into where that chapel service was. But I know that when I got into the pulpit and started sharing the message that I believe God laid on my heart to share with these campers that I think at that point probably lasted maybe about eight to ten minutes, um, I knew when that was over and I walked back outside that within my heart it was just confirmed. Yeah, this, this is it. This is what God is calling me to do. And so we continued to grow and mature as I was going through Bible college. One of the wonderful things that God did for us, uh, I went to Lancaster Bible College, and so we were living in the area. I was able to commute. We lived in the same place. Our children went to the same school. We didn't have to uproot. We didn't have to move. We didn't have to change church. And that church supported us in so many ways uh, through all of my Bible college years, even to the point where during my senior year, you have to do an internship, and I was able to do that in a church that we've been in for a number of years now. And then 
my senior year, there was an opening on staff, and the leadership of the church came and, and said, hey, we have this opening on the staff. We'd like you to come on staff, and you can still go to school, finish up your schooling, live in the parsonage, and serve here in the church. And so for my senior year of Bible college, that's what I did. I was an assistant pastor there, and that also then went into the first year after I graduated. So I was actually on staff for two years. And I've said over and over again that the two years that I was on staff at that church were like seminary training for me. And I've said over and over again, I don't know how long I would have made it in my first pastorate had I not had those two years on staff uh, at Calvary Bible Church in Mount Joy uh, and all the godly influence the men and women that spoke into my life, spoke into my wife's life, who just took us under their wing and nurtured us, and, and God used them to, to mold us and to bring us to a place of growing and maturing. So after two years on staff there, I just felt that it was time for us to move on. I felt God was directing us elsewhere uh, to serve as a pastor. Uh, we, could have, we could have stayed there in Mount Joy all my years of ministry, and I know we would have had a wonderful time of ministry, but I felt God was calling me to be a senior pastor somewhere. And so God then directed us to a little country church outside of Shemokin, where I served for a little over nine years, maybe close to 10 years at Grace Chapel. And again, it was just such a wonderful, blessed time. And I, I was so blessed to have a couple of godly senior saints who just were patient with me, um, who were understanding who would show up at random times during the week and say, uh, I'm going to take you to lunch for two or three hours. And they would just then pour into my life. You older saints, I pray that you do that with younger men. And you younger men and even ladies that are out there, uh, allow these senior saints, these godly individuals who have lived life, who have some maturity and wisdom behind them, to speak into your life. Let God use them. So we had um, almost 10 years at, at Grace Chapel and just saw God working so tremendously, people saved and baptized. And we have such, even, even to this day, both of those ministries that I'd served in previously at, at Calvary Bible Church in Mount Joy and Grace Chapel in Shemokin, we still have such wonderful relationship with those folks. We have so many fond memories. And I am so thankful for God, uh, to God for the people that he put in our lives. And many of them, many of them are still pouring into our lives in different ways. And we are just so thankful and so appreciative of God using them. Well, I'm going to end this episode right about here. And then episode three, part three of About Me, we'll pick it up from there. I also want to take just a few moments to encourage you to like and share and subscribe and hit the notification bell. Um, help me get this YouTube channel uh, into the algorithm. It's hard uh, getting onto the first rung at this point of the ladder and moving up the ladder. Uh, but those clicks and shares and and, and subscribing uh, that helps immensely move and advance this channel. So I'd appreciate it very much. If you have comments or questions that you'd like to ask, uh, share with me. You can do that at rightlydividingtheword215 at gmail.com or in the comments section down below this video. You can do that there as well. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Look forward to seeing you again. God bless and take care.
Thank you.